Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it, shot! Oh, baby, what a play! This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I break down the win against the Patriots, preview the Christmas Day game versus the Raiders, and discuss the recent Pacheco and Tony developments. But Joe, the football world continues to revolve around Penn. That cool Jarek McKinnon shovel touchdown pass to Rasheed Rice was from a Penn-Columbia game in the 1940s. Yeah, the Heisman. I love that they named it the Heisman. A lot of people don't know that John Heisman has ties to Penn. So does Outland. And uh, yeah, so we, we actually have some some original Heisman trophies on, on Penn's campus. So uh, kind of a cool thing to have uh, the Penn connection with the Chiefs hanging around. And uh, cool that Matt Nagy is a a football historian type that uh, wanted to pay some homage to, uh, to, to, to John Heisman, which, which is pretty cool. Maybe they should have pitched it to Justin Watson on the play or something though, to really hammer home that pen, that pen angle. Yeah. You know, you know, throw some, throw some, throw some Quaker, you know, maybe call it the Quaker shovel pass or something, (laughs) but, uh, but, uh, but it was a great play. I mean, I, you know, the chiefs look, they still are as creative as ever. And, Andy Reid is not letting things get him down as it relates to building more creativity into his playbook and his play calling. So, you know, you got, you got to love that, right? You don't, you don't want to take away the fun of this game just because things aren't, you know, the ball's not bouncing the way the Chiefs wanted to this season, you know. And look, expectations, when, when expectations are high, you know, you know how many teams wish they were, you know, Nine and five right now, yeah, and sitting right. in the catbird seat of their of their division. You know, it's all it's all perspective, Jeff. It's all perspective. Uh, Joe, a lot to unpack here just on this play. It was such a cool play. Uh, Joe Tooney actually snapped it. That was Patrick Mahomes' suggestion to have him snap it. Uh, I'm curious why you think Mahomes thought that was a benefit, and how hard is that for like a guard like Tooney to just snap you know or or, are all the linemen you know capable of that just i I wanted your expertise on this yeah no i mean no no, not everybody is he he must have shown that he could do it and i think what they wanted to do was you know get the um get the team misaligned um it's funny because it, it made me think about when he was snapping it made me think about when we paid played the raiders in 1992 and i started the game at center because timmy grunhardt was hurt Mm-hmm. And what it was happening was on we uh, on third we had like three injuries on the offensive line, and on third well second or third depending on when we were throwing the ball heavily because we, we didn't like we we didn't end up winning the game so we were behind quite a bit. I was actually playing tackle in passing situations, and I remember distinctly how much that threw off huh. the Raiders' ability to figure out you know where they were setting guys up where the strength of the defense should be based on the offensive. Because next thing you know, I'm, I'm lining up over the ball on first and second down. And then next thing you know, I'm coming out of the huddle and I'm going to right tackle. And Connie Kawhi, who was our who was one of our other centers, was coming in and he was coming in a center. And like Howie Long was looking for me. He didn't know where like where I was going to be. He actually said something to me during the game. He's like, listen, 73, 
you need to you need to line up where you're going to line up. And I was like, and I, I looked at him like I looked at him like I thought he was I thought he was serious. And, he, and I looked at him I was like, Howie, I said, you know, I'm lining up where I'm going to line up. Like we were going back and forth on the field. It was it was really funny, actually. And then after the game, it was funny because we were shaking hands after the game. We actually talked about it, like how we come to He's like, he's like, he's like, I didn't know how you, I don't know how you did that. He goes, I don't know how you were going back and forth between center and tackle within like not even just on series, like within plays, like within like within the series of plays. I was going jumping around like if we if I played center on first down and second down and then we went to pass and I went to right tackle, if we got the first down. I went back to center like within a series. It was nuts. <laughs> And and because um, all I would look for is I would look for Connie Kawhi running on the field. And if I saw him running on the field, then I knew to go over to right tackle. It was it was crazy town. So so yeah. So anyway, that was a long that was a long tangential explanation of you know sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. And I think what they were trying to do is you know it's all look those types of plays that Andy cooks up are all misdirection, right? Everything is about getting people like you saw the play itself like everybody looked like they were going left and then they're going right like you know the ball's getting snapped to who knows who and you know it's all about misdirection and i think that's just one more way of like saying hey wait a minute what wait where do we where do we put our defensive tackles like usually we line our defensive tackle up on joe dooney and now all of a sudden he's on creed humphrey like wait what's happening so and that's exactly uh, what Mahomes said. I mean, it goes to show that I should never question <laughs> Mahomes' approach to the game because that's that he said he was hoping that would trick him when he Mahomes suggested that tweak. And judging by what you said, it sounds like it could really do that to a defensive line. And Joe, what a perfect segue talking about your days going against Howie Long and the Raiders to talk about the upcoming uh, Raiders game. Uh, one thing I want to note, Joe. Isaiah Pacheco, great news. It sounds like he's going to be back after missing two weeks uh, with with a shoulder injury. Joe, this sounds crazy to me. I wanted your take that I, I was really concerned about this because Pacheco is so good, but he runs so hard. We always so I, I don't I worry about his longevity because uh, he's such a physical, violent player. And then he had soldiers shoulder surgery over the over the offseason. And then this injury was to the same shoulder. So I'm like, oh no. And he's missed, he had surgery to it again. I mean, just a cleanup job, but man, to have shoulder surgery and miss just two weeks, that seems nuts. Your your thoughts about that and any level of concern you have. I mean, yeah, I mean, Jeff, just Captain Obvious statement, you know, just based on the contract stuff that happened with the running backs, right, in in mass as a group, mm -hmm. right, um, over the course of this year, right, early on in the season, um, we know that it's a position that's got the lowest life shelf life, right. I mean, we just we we see it. It's just mm -hmm. you think about the punishment that these guys take when they're running the ball 10, 15, you know, twenty carries a game, right. I mean, it's you know. You, you you can't imagine that you know, I mean through you know take take a guy like you know who, who has probably one of the more more durable backs or not maybe not durable but like the ones that get the most carries. I'm just thinking about the Raiders like Josh Jacobs. He mm -hmm. he's second in the league right now. He's at 233 carries in, in 14 games. I mean that's almost you know 10. If it was 10 games, that's 23 carries. So, you know, he's somewhere in the 17 to 18 carries a game, Jeff. 
that's 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 17 times like think about running into your garage door yeah you know 17 times right in 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 in, in a in a three hour span right you'd be pretty you'd be pretty banged up and this right? is a contrast speaking of a contract year for josh jacobs coming up yeah so yeah i i worry about guys like isaiah pacheco right i, I look you, you look at guys like you know earl campbell right there's a name there's a blast from the past right um you look at some of the bruising back, like Christian, right? Who we just had on, you know, on the pod, right? Like how short his career was in the grand scheme of things. Barry Word, mm-hmm. big bruising backs who get lots of carries. It just doesn't last long. And and maybe over time it will get a little bit better since we've stopped some of the spearing hits and mm-hmm. you know some of the targeting hits that you see um, or that we you see in the past when you watch you know some old film. Maybe maybe we'll see a little bit of an uptick um, in in and, got, and guys going out of bounds a little bit more, right? Taking the easy way out, just kind of you know getting that one extra yard and going out of bounds, as opposed to like what Earl Campbell or Walter Payton used to do. Right. Walter Payton, he's going down the sideline, Jeff. He hit you right in the chin, like he was not stepping air quote stepping out of bounds. Mm-hmm. So it is it is a t- it's a tough position, man. You watch it play after play after play and. You know, I know that was another long answer to a short comment, but like, yeah, I worry about it, guys like Isaiah Pacheco because he runs hard and he's not a big dude. Like he's, yeah, he's a big, he's muscular. Don't he's get muscular, me wrong. But, but like in the grand scheme of things, he's not, he compares some of these linebackers who are hitting him full speed and D tackles that are wrapping I mean, him up. 5'10", five, five, 216 is, is like you said, in the grand scheme of things. Joe, I mean, does it sound crazy to only miss Two weeks after having shoulder surgery, that that I mean, um, to me it it kind of did. Yeah, I, unless they've got some kind of special brace, or you know they did, you know, but maybe it was mine. I'm about to use the word minor with the word surgery. Right, like, no, has, no, no one has minor yeah. surgery these days. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about like you know, God, Aaron Rodgers thinking about coming back this year with the torn Achilles and. Dallas Goddard, you know, if anybody who watched the Monday night game, the Eagles, uh, Seahawks, right? He's back now after after fracturing his wrist, um, you know, back out there playing. I mean, I, I'm guessing medical techniques and training, trainer techniques are getting better and better with what they're able to do with ice and stimulation and, you know, some of the, some of the uh, you know, kind of gear that, 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 that players can wear to protect, you know. I, I mean, I watched that, you know, we started talking about Penn football close to the Penn team this year doing some of their games on, on ESPN, but like there was a, one of their tackles played the entire year with one of those, um, you know, laced up braces on his shoulder and actually made the move from right tackle to left tackle because he didn't, he could use, he, he, he was using his left shoulder more than his right. So they moved his position. So I guess there's ways to do it um, techniques to get you back out on the field. And it sounds like, you know, they want Isaiah back out there and he wants to be back out there. So hats off to him for being able to do that. It's, it sounds bizarre to say that somebody could come back after shoulder surgery after, after two weeks. I thought so too. And for what it's worth, Andy Reed made it sound like he really could have been back last week, but they wanted to hold him out one more week as uh, for, as a precaution. Joe, all the major sports are in action this week. College football playoffs getting ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, 
upcoming fights and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, we've got to talk about Kadarius Toney. Um, you know, he had the key drop uh, that, that led to an interception against the Patriots. And, of course, you know, he's had such a – it's been such a rough season for him starting week one with all the drops. Most recently, we didn't talk that much because we had Christian Quay on the pod last week about uh, Tony lining up off sides. You know, I believe on the 810 where you do the Tuesday morning radio spot, they said that Bill, Mo- Bill Moss was on and said that Marty Schottenheimer would have cut Kadarius Tony, you know, on the spot for – that offsides, let alone for the drop. What what do you make of this? What what do you do if you if you're the Chiefs going forward? I mean, look, you know, it's it's tough because you know sometimes when you want to get players confidence, you play them, mm-hmm. and and you know it just seems like I'm not a hundred percent sure that Kadarius Tony's head is in the game mm-hmm. every game. Right. Like, and I hate to say that I, I, I don't want to be critical. Like it just seems like he's not there and present at all moments. I mean, just, just from sometimes the look in his eyes when he takes his helmet off and he's coming up the sideline, he just looks like he's not in the game. Like, you know, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. I don't know whether it's a concentration issue um, or whether it's just him. I mean, you know, there was an article in The Athletic I was looking at and prep for this back in like September of, of 2022 and was, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was like how, why the Giants let go of the unreliable Kadarius Tony. So it's not like, yeah. it's not like yeah. the NFL didn't know about this. Or right. Brett I mean, Beecher and to trade a first round pick. So quickly, I mean that that's a that's a red flag to begin with, you know, from the Giants. Yeah, but 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 to use terms like, you know, unreliable right. or, or 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 terms like that all the way back in, you know, you know, you're going back what way more than a year now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, that that you know, to to, to use un unreliable. And in, in, in when he was just getting traded, she's before all these other mistakes happened with the Chiefs. It's like, hmm, you know, that that says something. Um, it does say something. You know, it's almost like it was when that deal happened, it was almost like it was too good to be true. Right. You know, that mm-hmm. old saying, right. If it's too good to be true. It's probably too good to be true. Right, right. And, and maybe somebody knew something at the Giants that 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 we didn't really see or we we thought we could coach out of a guy. Right. I mean. Everybody wants to get a guy like Kadarius Tony. You're like, wait a minute, hold on. You want to get you want to get rid of a guy like this? Hold on. You must be missing something. A little bit of cockiness, maybe, or a little bit of ego that goes into what you 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 think you could do as a coach or a GM culture, and that they think. Which I I mean, I get they have they have a reason to be cocky. Joe, sure. do you, what what do you think of Bill Moss's take? Is you think that's true? Would Marty have have cut Tony? I I only saw two players get cut with that kind of swiftness. Um, and and one was because a guy in a preseason game refused to play because his thumb was hurt. 
and it was like I'm going to leave names out to protect the guilty and <laughs> like basically we were decimated on the offensive line coaches asked the guy to go in and play a position and he said I can't play my thumbs hurt and basically it was that was the writing was on the wall there and that was a pretty much a cut and then I saw a special teamer get play get get uh, on when we lost the game on a punt block and got released pretty pretty much immediately after that because he just didn't seem like he cared and 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 that was the only two but yeah so I don't think Bill's not like wrong that he hadn't seen Marty do those kinds of things mm-hmm. in his coaching tenure where you know if but but it, it was it would come down to something like that where a player just showed you that he didn't care that they didn't care um I, I, that I don't know. I can't. I don't. I can't speak for Andy Reid. I can't speak for Kadarius Tony. Whether or not he truly cares, if it's an effort thing or if it's just his personality, or whether he just flat out, you know, made mistakes. Um, you know, I know we didn't get a chance to talk too much about the offside call, and and you know, it seemed like he was trying to do the right thing. Like if you watch different video angles and home mm-hmm. videos thing from people's phones that they're posted on Twitter like it did look that he he did look to the referee in some cases mm-hmm. but, it, but the glance was so fast like he was like Wah. he looked over and like did he really make the effort to like say give me the up the thumbs yeah. up Mr. Yeah. Official um and he was so close to the ball it wasn't like he was in right he was way way off side the right. sideline and the numbers like then I could see like he was he was lined up basically in a slot position <laughs> like I, I I don't know, Jeff. It's that's a tough one. You know me. I'm 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 pretty. I'm not a, I'm not a real, um, you know, kind of like super critical guy of players, right? It's it's because I know the mistakes I made in my career, and it's easy to just sit there and say, you know, Marty should cut it or Andy should cut it. Marty would have. I mean, you, you got to get to know the person and, and what he's really bringing to the table, and you don't. I mean, I know Patrick's frustrated. You could tell he was just from the sidelines, right? I mean, but I, maybe he's not frustrated at Kadarius himself. He's just frustrated at some of the and things that are happening. Right. And Andy Reid, you know, he's known as such a classic guy. He was very frustrated. Not only the express the officials, somebody asked him in the post-game press conference, I thought this was a really good question, um, whether the Travis Kelsey pass to Co- Tony was like a pre-planned play or was that totally extemporaneous? I was like, that was a good, that was a very good question. Um, we, we found out later it was extemporaneous. Kelsey said so on this podcast. But Reed Amsey's like, I, I can't believe you would ask that question now. I'm not even answering. Like, that's very not much like Andy Reid. Yeah. So I think a lot of frustration was boiling over. And Joe, moving on here a little bit, because I know this is part of the reason we're talking about these other topics, because Christmas Day game against the Raiders, I think we both, you know, I think we both don't see much of a challenge, but the Raiders did put up 63 points in the last game. I mean, any concern about this? Uh, about this Chiefs Raiders game, the Raiders uh, presenting any kind of challenge. I think. Well, I mean, you know that they're uh, bizarre that they what was it their first shutout in X amount of years, right? Um, I think it was the first, the only shutout so far this year, wasn't it? The game against Minnesota. That's that, right. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. They. The I'm sorry. They. Yeah, the they before. scored. Yep. They, yep. No, they they got shutouts. They got shutouts the week before, Minnesota's and then they put up sixty three. Yeah. 
what? Like, what the heck? Like, how does that even happen? Like, how do you go like from that? Like, what what could possibly go wrong? I mean, look, it's it's not like this isn't a team that can't win. Um, you know, they they didn't they didn't play that badly against the Chiefs in the last game. They gave Miami a little bit of a fight. Um, you know, it wasn't like they got destroyed by, you know, um, you know, by Detroit, who we see as a, you know, as a fan, pretty fantastic team right now in the NFC. You know, I mean, this is, this team has some things going on. I think O'Connell's starting to find his way now that, you know, he doesn't have playing under the shadow of Garoppolo anymore. I think, you know, that that's kind of beyond and they're, they're kind of past that at this point. So I think he's playing with more confidence. And you know me, every single time we talk about the Raiders and have for the last several years, Josh Jacobs is always a guy that scares me the most because he can put up a hundred, right. right? He's had, he's had some big games. I mean, he, he ran for 110 against us, you know, when we, when we beat them 31 to 17, which, you know, was, was an interesting game. So and that's part of the reason I think I, I need to check his health status. You know, we're recording this on Tuesday and you know, they, they don't even really practice till Wednesday. He did not, this is what's crazy is they put up 63 points on the Chargers and Jacobs didn't even play, you know, because of right. an injury. So we'll have to see if he comes back. Joe, so give us two things here. Um, your score prediction for the Raiders and also, you know, the Raiders game, it's going to be on Christmas Day. That's that's a pretty unique thing. Pretty cool. Hopefully families can gather around. So, Joe, your prediction and your favorite Christmas memory with the Chiefs, because I knew you, you were in Kansas City, couldn't go home. Uh, you were, you know, stuck with the team, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I guess prediction-wise for this game, you know, look, I'm, I'm still – all in on this team and that they can make things happen. And, and I think, you know, regardless of whether the Raiders put up 63 against the chargers and, you know, I still think that this is a team that coming into Arrowhead is, is, is gonna, they're going to run into a team that has, has a chip on its shoulder uh, for, for a lot of reasons. Um, and that, and that wants to get back to, to being put in the same conversations with Baltimore um, you know, with, with the Eagles, with, you know, with 49ers, like those, that premier team in the NFL. And they, they, they want, I know that they want to put this all behind them. Um, and I know they want to solve that, that receiving problem, which they're doing. I look, you and I talked about this weeks ago, go back. We've got the receipts. We, we said, go with Rasheed Rice, go with them and just make it happen. And they're doing oh, it. And I think it's, it's opening things up right now for this team. So I see this as the, this game is the precursor for a run that this team is going to make over the course of the next several weeks. It's going to get them back to being a team that other teams will fear uh, in the playoffs. And and I see I see the Chiefs winning this game. You know, probably thirty one. I think you know they scored thirty one on them last time. I'm going to go with that again. But I don't think the Raiders score that many I, th I think we're going to see you more don't of a think the Raiders, you don't think the Raiders are scoring 63 and you don't think they're scoring zero somewhere between zero and 63 to yeah I think it's going to be closer to a 31 to 10 game 31 to 13 than a 31 to 17 than it was last time I think they just don't they don't get that one more score and I think the Chiefs put together better sustained drives uh if Pacheco's back they get him back in the mix they keep firing the ball to Rice it allows them to open things up. 
Travis has a great game, and I, and I think that's that's what we see out of this team. We'll get some get some real momentum back. The, the real problem with this team is turnovers, Jeff. They've got to limit the turnovers. It's they've got to create turnovers, and they've got to stop turning the ball over, and they got to stop dropping balls. And if yeah. they can do that, they're gonna they're still the same Chiefs that that you know we've seen uh, you know in in the past. So favorite Christmas memory, my goodness. Um, you know, getting to spend Christmas with with players and their significant others or families, um, you felt like a real. It felt like a real family get together because you were out all you know alone. Not, very few of the players I played with were from Kansas City. <laughs> like, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the players that I played with that actually lived or had family close to Kansas City, and I, I at this point I'm having a hard time really remembering anybody. Who, who was from the area where they had extended family. So getting to spend time with, with other players and their families all together and bonding over that um, was a real, was a real special treat. And, and I also remember the things that the Hunt family did for the families too, with having Santa Claus come to the practice facility, seeing kids come to the chiefs, uh, you know, kind of holiday celebrations. Um, that to me was another, feather in the cap for the Hunt family and making it a family affair and and knowing that players were there alone. Maybe, you know, if players had kids that, you know, grandparents weren't around or they didn't have these big extended family things, what the Hunt family did is they created that extended family for all of us. And I think that made it even that much more special. Very cool, yeah. Joe. Joe, I also agree that it's going to be uh, that the Chiefs win comfortably. I think whether Josh Jacobs plays is going to be such a key there. If he doesn't, I think you might be right with like a 21-point margin. Um, if he does, I, I think the Chiefs win comfortably, more like a 10-point uh, margin. Happy holidays to everyone out there, and Merry Christmas. If you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. And go Chiefs! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.